ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today on Talk To Me Baby, and that is my cat Dawson. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, you um, can see um, this adorable fluff monster. He is crashing the party today. What are we talking about today? Do you love yourself or does that concept give you the ick? That's what we're talking about on Talk To Me Baby today. So let's first define what self-love is. To me, self-love is having love, appreciation, regard, and compassion for who you currently are and who you are becoming. Because we are always in a state of evolution as humans. We are always becoming somebody else. We're growing, we're expanding, right? You're not going to stay in a, in a place of static sameness your whole life. And so you have to be able to love yourself not only right now, but also in the future. And I think too often we kind of fall into this trap of I'll be happy when. And even though that's not directly related to self-love, I think if you find yourself in that pattern of I'll be happy when I reach this level, when I get the promotion, when I get this amount of money, when I get the man, when I get the thing, when I, if that's what you're thinking, I'll be happy when X, Y, Z happens, then you're not exercising self-love. Chances are because you're fixated on this thing and accomplishing this thing. And it's almost like when you get there, then you can relax, then you can focus. And that speaks to a need to accomplish as a form of giving yourself love, right? This comes up in perfectionism. This comes up if you were type A, if you were given praise and love when you were accomplishing and for the things that you did in life, not just who you were. So, Self-love is really important because when you actually do love yourself, truly, 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 it doesn't matter wherever you are in life. If you're in an in-between stage, if you are in the process of going from one place to another, you will have that sense of compassion for yourself and you won't be judging yourself and you won't be so harsh. And that actually makes it easier for you to get to where you want to go anyway. So at the time of recording this and this kind of inspired this episode, there is a commercial that I've been seeing a lot on TV. Yes, your girl still watches broadcast television because I like Jeopardy and HGTV. And you might have seen this commercial. It's a family sitting down at dinner and the dog is sitting with them. And a little boy says, oh, hey, I got an A on my book report. And the parents kind of react like, oh, that's nice. And then the dog says, and I went for a walk and I didn't get a single flea or tick on me. And the whole table's like, wow, amazing. Like, good job. Go you. And the dog says, yeah, I know. I'm great. And the little boy is like, are you kidding me? And it's funny because this is exactly what we do to ourselves. In this case, the little boy is on the receiving end of this, but very often we are obsessed with animals. We are obsessed with little babies for doing literally nothing. I mean, think about it. Okay. Babies. And this is not an anti-baby episode, but babies. I mean, Babies haven't accomplished any of the things that we actually value in society from a societal perspective. So it's very interesting that we are so obsessed with babies. You see a baby and it's like, oh my God, baby. Everyone's obsessed with the baby. That baby doesn't have a PhD. That baby doesn't know how to drive. That baby doesn't know how to make pasta carbonara. That baby does not know how to fold a fitted sheet. To be fair, I don't know many people who do. I've watched about a thousand YouTube videos and I still can't get it. But... That baby has effectively accomplished none of the things that we deem valuable in society. We 
value, we praise, we look up to, we admire people in society who have accomplished certain things, right? So they're very accomplished, they're successful, they have a high amount of skill or talent, they are wealthy, they are healthy, they they have good relationships. These are the kinds of things that we tend to appreciate in other people. Baby has very little of those things going on for itself. Dogs and cats also very little of that going on for themselves. I have never seen a puppy and not immediately also seen a gaggle of people around that puppy. Like, oh my God, puppy. Why? Because they're just pure joy. Children are also pure joy. But at some point that baby grows up and then nobody cares. Nobody is praising that baby. And I think it's really interesting what happens is like we shower these children with complete unconditional love until they get to some type of an age and that's it. That's it. Like we no longer celebrate them and they become adults who don't know how to love themselves and who don't trust others because suddenly they went from being the cat's pajamas to nobody cares anymore. Suddenly that little boy went from being a cute baby that everyone Googled and got over in the commercial to, yeah, I don't care if you got an A on your book report, Timmy. I care that this dog went outside <laughs> and get in, didn't get any ticks or fleas. And mind you, the dog probably wasn't even in control of that, okay? Somebody gave the dog flea medicine, which is I'm pretty sure what the commercial was about. So what's actually going on here? We are conditioned against praising ourselves and giving ourselves love. There's so many phrases that kind of speak to this in our language. Don't sing your own praises. Don't toot your own horn. We are not allowed to verbally celebrate our talents, our skills, things that we've accomplished because you might get big headed. You might get too big for your britches. You might become full of yourself. You might be conceited. It is better for you to be humble. Nobody likes somebody who's full of themselves. And truthfully, I think that this is overly cautious and quite frankly, nonsensical because the fact of the matter is that so many people are operating from such a deficit of self-love that just giving themselves a few compliments or or speaking about their accomplishments and saying, you know what, I'm really proud that I did this or, you know, I did this and it was awesome and I did so well, that alone is not going to be enough to create some kind of hubris-filled monster that's going to destroy the earth. And it's really interesting. It's almost done in a way to keep people at a certain level. I was reading a book or something somewhere where they were talking about how in Australia there's this kind of this real aversion to getting too big for yourself. It's it's called like tall poppy syndrome where it's like if you get too tall, like you're going to get cut down. But it's interesting. Like where does this actually come from? Why do we fear that we are going to become, you know, over the top megalomaniacs if we just love ourselves. Like the truth is that that's really not going to happen. And actually most people who are megalomaniacs or who are constantly, you know, bragging, right? That bragging is not self-love. Bragging and that kind of thing usually comes from a place of inferiority or insecurity and you're trying to prove to others, right? When you have a true sense of self-love, it's, it's not, you're not out here like, <laughs> you just have a very unshakable, beautiful, relationship with the self. And that's really important because at some point, your family, your friends, your teachers, the adults around you stopped giving you praise. And if you were conditioned, like like everyone pretty much, to 
seek validation outside of yourself, then it becomes really hard for you to give that to yourself. And that's very disempowering. When you know how to actually love yourself and you do, and it becomes a practice and just a regular state of being for yourself, then you don't need to seek validation outside. And the truth is that nobody can give you that validation on a consistent enough basis for you to feel love anyway. So you've got to learn how to do this and you have to learn how to love yourself and how to truly love yourself. I thought I loved myself, but when I actually started digging into it, I realized I didn't. And and it's been a perspective shift for me to recognize the ways in which I, I, I don't celebrate my accomplishments and I don't really even talk about what I'm doing. And I don't really, you know, I don't celebrate myself or, or the things. And so I've, I've had to really start exercising and teach myself how to do this. So let's zoom in. We'll talk about some practical things that you can do to actually give yourself love. And then we'll zoom out and we'll talk about the bigger implications of that. So zooming in. First tip I can give you is to actually start talking to yourself like you are a child or you are a cat or you are a dog. There are a few other beings that I speak as kindly to than my cats. My plants also got a really good amount of love from me. <laughs> okay. When I talk to Dawson and Luna, my cats, the way that I, I will sit there and I will pet them and I will whisper little sweet nothings into their ears and I will say, you're so brave and you're so strong and you're so agile and you love chasing things and you can climb really high and you're so cute and you're so cuddly and you're so soft and you watch the birds so well like every little thing that they do i praise them for those are not things that i i tell myself i don't really sit there and say you are so amazing you're so strong you're so empathetic, you're so talented, you're compassionate, you're understanding, you're growing, you're evolving. I don't talk to myself in that way. Um, but I started to, and I don't use the same little baby voice because it's just a little silly, but <laughs> I do try to actively tell myself, okay, if I were Dawson and Luna, what would I tell them? right? About what I've been up to lately, about what I've been doing. What would I say? If I were Dawson and Luna, what would I say? This is ridiculous. I recognize that. But you know what? Ridiculous works. Ridiculous works. Corny works. Things that are fun work. If you are that person who's like, oh my God, this is so corny. I don't want to deal with it. Listen, you have to embrace it to an extent. Maybe you don't have to do what I'm telling you to do, but these are the things that work when you get a little bit looser with it and you get ridiculous and you embrace the ridiculousness, you will get progress. So the sillier, the better. Next thing, you have probably heard about gratitude practices, gratitude journals, et cetera. When you're doing that, I like to do it at night as I'm going to sleep. I like to think of, okay, th three things that I'm appreciative of that happened today. When you're doing that, tell yourself three things that you like about yourself. I think it's helpful for you to not just focus on things that you've accomplished, because that's kind of the easiest cop-out for us to be like, well, I did this on my to-do list and I did this and I did this. Then you're still setting yourself up for that mind frame of I receive love when I'm accomplishing things, when I'm quote unquote being good and I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do, then I receive love. So really try to frame it around things that you actually like about yourself. For example, 
I have really beautiful hair. I made the most delicious roasted tomato soup this week and I'm so proud of myself for the way that I experimented and I threw things in there and it tasted awesome. Fun fact, I actually did make the most delicious roasted tomato soup. I've made a lot of soup in my life. I really like to cook. I love to bake. I'm good at it. It's something I really take a lot of pleasure in. I've been doing it from a very young age. I threw my first dinner party when I was 17. So really, really like cooking. I have never made a tomato soup that was as good as the tomato soup I made this week. I will put the recipe in the description so that you can enjoy this tomato soup because it was honestly phenomenal. So think about things that you actually like about yourself. I like how I'm quick to laugh at myself. I like how um, I'm really good at word puzzles. I like how I always support my friends and family. Think about things that you truly like about yourself. And it's it's good if you can tie it to actually a concrete thing or an experience throughout the day. Um, I'm really good at putting together colors when I get dressed or just literally anything, anything. But start getting into that habit when you are doing a gratitude practice and that really bumps it up. Okay. Something else that you can do is to acknowledge yourself when you are doing things that are hard, when you're doing things that are challenging. This will come into play more when we zoom out, okay? But part of self-love is being able to witness yourself and being able to understand, okay, I'm, I'm doing things that are challenging. I'm doing things that are hard. I am doing things that require effort from from me to change my patterns. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I want to apply some of these things, praise yourself for the fact that you are listening to a podcast that is focused on self-improvement, that is focused on life, on philosophy, on all of these things, because that means that you care, right? Whether or not you, you implement any of the things that we've talked about today, the fact that you're here, you should praise yourself. Have you ever gone to a yoga class and they're like, Thank yourself for showing up, you know, honor yourself for, for being here, honor yourself for being in your life and for whatever it is that you are accomplishing in life. If you have a presentation to give and you are afraid and terrified of public speaking, honor yourself through that process, witness yourself through that process and give yourself the praise. Tell yourself the things that you wish other people would tell you. And it might not feel like, oh, that's, you know, it doesn't feel as good. It doesn't feel as satisfying. I'd rather it come from somebody else, but no you will start to actually appreciate the fact that you can, oh my God, this cat almost knocked over my coffee. Dios santo gato, por favor. Ah. <laughs> You're watching the video. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack. Okay. I don't even know where I was right now because I just had a vision of the Yeti covered in coffee. Ooh, baby. <laughs> um, anyway, witness yourself through your life. I think that's where I was. Okay, we're going to move on to the last tip, which is make a list of your qualities. Make a list of the things that make you you that you're proud of, the things that you've done in your life that you are proud of. And when you are down on yourself or when you're having one of those moments where you are criticizing yourself, go to the list read the list that will help you and list out as much as you possibly can, whether it's the small, like I won the spelling bee in third grade. I did win the spelling bee in third grade. The word was Island and the boy that I was competing against in the final two, he forgot the S, <laughs> but I didn't. 
I got the island. Okay. Little tiny things like that, that are very silly. Okay. That happened a million years ago, but they're valid. They're valid for you to feel a sense of love about who you are. I wrap gifts really well. That's not true. I don't. But think about all those qualities, the things that you do naturally, that you're really talented at, that you're really skilled at, or the things that you're learning and write those down on a list. All right. Now we are going to zoom out because there might be a conflict, right? You might be thinking, okay, yeah, I want to love myself, but what if I want to change things about myself? Because it's it, it's great to love yourself, but that doesn't mean that we have blinders on and that we don't recognize that there are areas in our life that we need to improve. There are things that we're not good at. There are maybe qualities within ourselves that we don't like and things about our personalities that we don't like that we want to shift, okay? It is also loving for you to recognize those things. Self-love doesn't mean that we just walk around with a blindfold on and we're like, oh, puppies and rainbows. Everything's amazing. No, it means that you can have the capacity to recognize, hey, I don't like that about myself. I want to work on this. So how do you actually do this while maintaining self-love? Because that's really the key. You can't change where you are unless you accept where you are. And a lot of us approach this concept of I want to change and improve from the standpoint of, oh my God, I'm the worst and I hate this. Blah, 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 blah. And it's that's not, you're never going to get there, right? I guess I'll caveat that by saying you could get there, but you're not going to get there in a way that is sustainable. You can only abuse yourself so far <laughs> into doing things like let's say you're trying to run or you're trying to do something and, and you're struggling with it and you're failing and you're getting upset about yourself, upset at yourself about it, that's fine. That might motivate you, quote unquote, but you're not going to actually feel a true sense of self-love. It's a lot easier when you do it in a loving way versus berating yourself like, God, you're terrible and you suck. And you it's not going to help you. That'll get you short-term gain but that's not going to really help you build any type of consistent habits. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another cat that has arrived. <laughs> that was Luna. Oh my God. And now her face is literally in the podcast. Okay. I mean, she's got her head in the camera. All right. So if you are seeking to change and you want to move forward and you do, you do want to change some things about yourself, this is what you have to know. It's that humans are simultaneously afraid of change and we also crave it at the same time. And change is scary for anyone because for many, many, many years when the world was a scary place and we lived in tribes and whatnot, you had to be on guard because the person who strolled into your village might be friendly or they might not. They might be coming for you and your family. And so you had to always have this sense of I'm on guard and I don't know what's going to happen. And so change is something that most of us are not good at. I will be the first to admit that I'm really not good at change, especially when it is self-directed change. If something happens to me, like externally and it happens to me, I can handle that way better than if it's a change that I am instigating. That's when my body actually feels the rockiest. That's when I feel the shakiest. That's when I get the most anxiety, when my nervous system is like, meaner, 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 what's going on? Okay. It's when I'm the one initiating it. So you might also relate to that. But in order to actually move through that change, you have to love yourself through it. You have to develop self-compassion for where you currently are, because if you can appreciate and at least have self-compassion and acceptance around where you are, that will allow you to move to where 
you want to be. So let's think of an example for that. Let's say that you want to move. Let's say you don't want to be in the place that you live in right now and you want to move somewhere else. If that's your situation and that's what you want, you can approach this from the standpoint of thinking, you know, I would really love to move to a place where there's a lot of natural light and there are plenty of bedrooms and I can set up an office and it has a lot of storage space and it has an updated kitchen. It would be awesome if it had parking included and maybe a little outdoor space where I could have a garden. There's a difference between you thinking about what you want and kind of almost daydreaming about what you want and thinking of of it from a place of excitement versus you thinking about moving and making it all about where you currently are and how much it sucks. I hate this place. There's not enough storage. There's no natural light. The kitchen is super outdated. I don't like the fact that the parking is a pain and blah, 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 blah. Those are very different energies. Which one do you think is going to get you there faster? Which one is going to make the ride and the journey more enjoyable? The first one, obviously, right? But so many of us approach changing within ourselves the same way. We're like, I need to change because I don't like this about myself or this about myself and I'm like this and I'm like that and I don't like it and da da da. Instead of thinking about where we actually want to be and the things that we want to change. So shift your focus to why do you want that change? Okay, instead of thinking about all the things that need to change about yourself, that involves self-judgment and that involves usually a form of self-criticism. Think about why you want the change. Independent of where you are in this very moment, think about why you want that change. Oh, you know, I would really like to be less reactionary in my relationships because I think that it would make for better understanding. I think communication would improve. I think I, you know, I would avoid unnecessary discomfort, unnecessary discord. I think that I would be happier in my relationships. My relationships would be healthier and would be stronger if I could just pause for a second instead of getting all worked up and triggered if I could understand. That would also give me a greater sense of self-awareness and self-understanding. I would know myself at a deeper level if I wasn't just knee-jerk reacting to things. I think that I would have a better time in life. I think things would just be smoother. I think you know people would respond to me differently. That's very different than berating yourself about the fact that you're a reactionary. So from a big picture standpoint, you know, self-love gives you the capacity to change, to do what it is that you want to do, to accomplish the things that you want to do without speaking to yourself negatively. And if you're struggling with change and there are things that you actively want to do and you don't feel motivated, I highly recommend that you check out the motivation episode because the I deserve to language will really help you. And that also means that you're approaching yourself from a place of self-love. So to recap, how do you actually love yourself? Talk to yourself like a baby or a dog, like you are the most brilliant little schnookums puppy or child that you have ever seen. List out things that you like about yourself every day in addition to things that you might be grateful for or appreciative of. Make a long list of your accomplishments, traits, things that you love about yourself, things that you are proud of about yourself, and practice really praising yourself as often as possible for the little things, for the big things. Witness yourself and make sure that you are actively um, giving yourself the love that you wish somebody else would give to you. And if you want to make changes, instead of approaching it from why you need to change and why 
where you are is bad, why you are therefore bad. Think about where you want to go and why you want to change and what the benefits of that are, and that will help you shift. So also side note, if you are ever interested in what I am wearing, I will always tell you in the description or the show notes. Today, I'm also going to tell you about the roasted tomato soup. (laughs) I will list out the fun things that we talked about in this episode. I'm Emily de Armas. I'm a copywriter. I'm a consultant. I'm a marketer. I'm a cat mom. I'm a dancing enthusiast. I'm a big nerd and I love you. Until later, talk to you then.